All right, so today we are on the lecture 13, the first half, and it is called The Holiness of Israel's God. So, I don't know, it was interesting coming back to this one. I mean, I've listened to it how many times before, um, but this time I was like, I can't remember what this one's about uh, until I started getting into it. Oh, yeah, this one's all about the, at least in the first part, in, about truth and sanctification. So, what did you guys learn about truth and sanctification um maybe if it was just like a reiteration or something that you learned new um but what what's the tie there between truth and sanctification why is that so essential we have to go through it and it's hard and he was noting that um spencer figured that out through some of his experiences oh my goodness this is super hard we have to go through it. Got to see if I can try to find the quotes now that I read because I didn't get them marked very well. And Shalise thinks she was up all night oh, transcribing. Yeah. Good job. That was girl. a hard one. There was no no references to find scripture, and I was too tired to go hunt. So <laughs> yeah, the first forty minutes, I hardly have any direct cut and paste scripture mm -hmm. um i liked it four minutes 21 cameron marked it it says i learned that we were very different from how we were before the fall looking down on my body uh, which was now dead i knew everything about it how much time it needed how much growth and exposure to truth it needed in order to be finished or completed and i remember years ago 10 years ago reading that and it just rocked my world it's like Nothing is chancy where there's literally a plan mm -hmm. and it's as individual as each of us are. Um, there's definitely milestones and, and markers for each of us, but the way we get there is completely different and it's known. It is literally known. And I loved how he tied in the word truth because it's not just being righteous and keeping all the rules it's literally learning it's gaining additional what you don't already have it's the light knowledge understanding that enlarges you and allows you to come closer to christ to be more like him and i love that that is truly sanctification you it's like burning off the dross all of the all of the errors in our ways of thinking and here, Spencer, he was already a righteous dude. I mean, you would have thought he was, you know, apostle material, I'm sure, beforehand. He's just always been a good person, I can tell. But he saw that there was more progress needed, like like making bread. You you've got your first rise, you know it, you know what it's gonna be. You know exactly how much time it's gonna be needed about, you know, you're waiting for the rise, the second rise. And I mean like, you know, it's a process and you don't condemn the bread for being dough. You don't say, if you've already proved your yeast, you know, if you've already, he already knows, he knows that we've been proof. That's why we're here. We chose to be here. We were given the gospel. So I feel like we've been proofed and now it's just up to us to not lose our faith while we're being bombarded with untruth okay that's it 
I love that. I, I hadn't, I, I've, I love the different metaphors and, and symbolisms and stuff. I was going with like a, a baby in, in womb kind of a thing. Uh, but I love that, mm -hmm. that proofing one because it actually finally gets put into a fire in order to uh, to become its uh, uh, final uh, state or, or whatever. So I, I love that, that metaphor there. It's perfect. I also think that that's really helpful in seeing other people because if you're like me and maybe some of you are, you get really judgmental and thinking, what is wrong with them? Why aren't they doing this? But they're not who they really are, you know, uh, just like we aren't. So I think it probably helps to, to, to know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is that, that quote or something? I, I can't even remember. It's just kind of randomly floating around in my brain, but um, if we could just look around and see that, we're mingling with gods in utero, right? Like, I mean, we, we all have so much divine potential. Um, it, if we could just have our eyes open to that all the time, then we would treat ourselves and, and others much differently. And knowing the, the potential that we all have to, to become, uh, how powerful and, and the spiritual gifts that, that we all have in store for each one of us. But yeah, uh, like Shalise said, we don't condemn the bread for being dough. <laughs> like, it's just part of the process. Oh, you're just... You're just right there. Uh, you haven't uh, got to the the second proof yet, or or whatever. I love that. Yeah, that is such a great reminder and focus. Um, with our tendency, or yeah, definitely my tendency with that for that judgment, and for myself and others. And I love, I love that imagery, but it is just so reassuring to realize like that is how God sees us. And, um, you know, so obviously he sees that and our hope is that we see that. Um, and I think it helps when we, I think it helps when we, well, well, any change and any overcoming or the sanctification process, I think it's so helpful when we the the importance the truth the un the truth of god's character so like in that instance like we know that's god's character like how he views us and everything um our potential um and so i think it is just that emphasis of of getting as we learn the truth about god then we can, then we can be sanctified. Like without that, we just, we're kind of stuck, you know, in our unbelief, um, our, our incorrect beliefs of, of God, like it just halts our pro progression. So that's like the, 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 that tying the truth to sanctification is, I feel like I've been like hearing that message so much, um, lately and um and it's kind of like the lectures on faith how like we can't exercise faith in god unless we have a correct understanding of his characteristics attributes and such <laughs> um and we can't we can't become one with him you know we can't be one that was another point that uh was kind of mentioned um, the, it, when he was talking about Christ's prayer that I just thought was 
it's just so beautiful how it's all tying together. Um, that oneness, um, that covenant relationship can't happen unless we have truth about God and who he is. And anyways, mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Every, the whole time I was reading this lecture, I, it was like lectures on faith. This is it. This is yeah. like one of the, the greatest patterns and, and things that um, we've had in, in this restoration to, uh, to help us understand truth and, and get us to that sanctification process. Uh, yeah. Uh, lectures on faith is where it's at. I was talking to somebody the other day or whatever, and uh, they were like, what, what even is that? Go read it. <laughs> so sad for us that that's not brought up more and discussed more you know i mean really before the last you know few years like i was same thing you know like i'd heard about it never bothered to go and study it because you know obviously it's not important mm -hmm. <laughs> so anyways it's hidden pearl we have to seek uh, it when we feel those feelings this is how it was for me I was seeking it. And every time Cameron would say, what should we study next? I'd always say, lectures on faith. <laughs> and it finally did. We did do it. Yeah. All of us were like, yeah. And then we realized, oh, they they want us to work for it. <laughs> we have to work for it. So yeah. we did. Mm. Yeah. That's how and I that's what really spurred me on. Because, I mean, yeah, you know, there was... Uh, yeah, uh, quite a few people wanted to to do it or whatever, but what really got me was down at Education Week when one of the professors was like, okay, here's the lectures on faith or whatever, but they're not canonized, so they don't really matter. And and we don't really understand what's going on here. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that means there's a mystery there. So <laughs> I was like, yes, let's do it. Let's do this. No brainer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anytime somebody says, I don't know, it's kind of, uh, then it, I mean, that's the stuff I like. <laughs> <laughs> it means that I remember it being super hard for me to find it. Yeah. I started right after I was baptized, I started seeking it because I'd heard about it. And then I was like, oh, it was in. And then they took it out. Well, that's weird. I want to read it. And mm. then I finally found it just online. And I was like, I read it. I was like, well, that's vague. And well, I just was like, there's. I just didn't understand it. It was just so, it was something deeper than I had ever imagined. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting how the, the Lord does that kind of as a pattern almost. Um, yeah. If we if we don't show appreciation or, or whatever right off the bat or or whatever, sometimes it's taken away and that's when we get really curious. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> then, then why? <laughs> and so like in the restoration, you know, like some things have been, uh, taken away or harder to find or, or whatever and that's where some like of the, the real the Testament. yeah Take away. yep yeah exactly yeah just like we've been uh walked through 2020 and all that good stuff but not and um we're back to being proud again already just like it says in alma and all of the scriptures we're just like Layman and Lemuel. That's what I learned in Morgan's presentation last night. We're, we're exactly them. Like we're like, oh, I'm never going to be like those guys. But we are. That's 
what I'm coming to realize. Mm-hmm. Like, we just are, we kind of know what to do, but we won't go do it. Yeah. And I don't like discount myself in, in that either. Like, <laughs> it's not just uh, referring to members of our church or just Christians in right. general or anything. It's like, man, like, <laughs> I, I lived through that and uh, it's just interesting how little things start creeping back in and you're just like, yeah, it's I'm just, I'm just like I, I was before. Yeah. You've always got to be on guard. And, and that's what we're going to get. Talk about it. I think we're going to get slapped pretty quick here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> in a big way. <laughs> big time. Exactly. That's why we need truth, right? <laughs> oh, I know. Just I'm reading Alma right now and I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> we're here again. Yeah. At the end. Exactly. We've got to almost be defeated and we've got to have our exceptional faith and walk through it when it happens to us. Yeah. It can be hard. It's going to be scary. I'm scared a little bit. And then I'm like, we can't be scared. We have to be joyful. Cause then you start reading all those scriptures. If you go to the scared, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Have to be joyful and grateful and thankful. And oh, <laughs> I was up all night last night doing all this. <laughs> Helps out my unbelief. That's always like just that, you know, as I as we anticipate this, it just kind of like, yeah, I know I'm not supposed to be fearful or anything but please help me because mm-hmm. i can feel that <laughs> at minute 25 it says it's a whole process and if we're not in the midst of this journey of this process let's get on our knees and implore god because it's going to take everything that you have and all his grace for you to get there and that is what spencer sees and that is why he's so afraid at first that he won't get there and then in Helaman, it's in the 51st year, the rate of the judges, there was peace. Also save where the pride, which began to enter into the church. So I'm not going to read the rest of that, but our pride is, well, we'll be reading about that soon in the Book of Mormon early on, but it's more than we realize like we think we're okay but we're not i have to keep repenting of my pride my judgment all of that kind of stuff it's it's every day for me yeah me too so how do we like practical let's get into the nitty-gritty like how do we become like god how do we become one with him uh just like uh the savior's prayer right that uh pray that they may become one with me as i am with thee like how do we actually do that what is what does the process look like um and does truth and sanctification play into that process or like yeah if we were to to give kind of like a how-to guide what is that what are some of the steps along that way well, I was noticing in the uh, in the endowment, it tells us that it's the keeping of the, the covenants uh, that helps us to be more like Christ and God and become 
one with them. It's keeping those covenants. It's so such an important thing is keep the covenants. Mm -hmm. Then as we pray in our repentance, it's super important to bring in our Savior Jesus Christ and his atonement for us and continue to plead for your sanctification and your forgiveness through the atonement. That's the only way we can go. And then I guess at minute 29, when it talks about exercising that kind of faith, and that day shall that they shall exercise faith in me, says Jehovah, even as the brother of Jared did, that they may become sanctified in me. You know, from this whole process of purification and sanctification, you must know that the brother of Jared went through horrible stuff to get to this point that he was in. It doesn't work any other way. Enoch did, everybody did. So these words are loaded. We don't know the brother of Jared's backstory, but we do know that he was in the image of Christ that he attained. And who attains that image except they that go through that process? Mm -hmm. Gotta go through it. Yeah. We are. <laughs> um, and, I, and I also liked how he, well, I guess this is from uh, Visions of Glory, but when he's saying that, uh, where was it? Oh, just saying that there are good gifts and there are evil gifts and that we choose good when we obey the Holy Spirit um, because the Spirit leads us into all truths. As we know from the scriptures, the Spirit testifies of the truth and it cannot testify of untruths. These are gifts of love, joy, peace, faith, healing, prophecy, and many other gifts. Um, so... Where was I going with that? Just when we repeatedly choose obedience to what is good, we create a spiritual link with Jesus Christ. And then we align ourselves for gaining the truth. Um, and then just, you know, we choose evil gifts by obeying the temptations of evil spirits, which is yielding to a temptation from Satan. Um Anyways, and so I think, I mean, you know, that sounds like pretty simple, <laughs> but I definitely think that is just, I don't know, I found that helpful to just remember that, you know, as we, as we choose to follow the good, those, yeah, that's kind of, that is a process of like sanctifying ourselves. Um, allowing that to happen within ourselves yeah yeah all of that um i would also add um, the whole over overcoming business of seeing the world for what it is and just letting go of your love of things and uh, i don't know just everything the world offers it's, it's just a distraction really absolutely yeah. well kind of like how he said um 
oh, what was it? Just, he says like God has provided a very complex and inspired system to exalt us. And a big part of it is to give us the opportunity to be in a body that desires almost everything contrary to God's plan. You know, just realizing that, you know, um, all those pulls to those worldly things uh, that our body desires and stuff. Yeah. So, like, have has anyone ever experienced where, uh, either yourself or, or others observing it, where you can have the power to be healed, but you don't necessarily, or I guess faith to, to be healed, but you don't necessarily see the faith to stay healed. Um, mm -hmm. Where, I mean, you might get a blessing and, and it might work for a couple of days and then it just kind of wears off and you're back to your normal self kind of a thing. And so what does it take in order to, uh, what kind of faith is necessary to stay healed? As we learned from like lectures on faith, that it, it's an act of spiritual creation. So if you have enough faith in the moment to uh, have a new spiritual reality, create a new spiritual self that is in a healed state, where does the disconnect come in where that faith diminishes and, and we just go back to who we were before? Um, because it, it takes a lot of faith to, to stay healed, to, to be a new creature to be reborn or or whatever to to have that constant state of repentance it's it's a quite daunting it's very hard to <laughs> i guess it's kind of a weird way to say it but to stay healed do you have the faith to be healed or do you have the faith to stay healed um i find that that's kind of been my quest or whatever uh, this last year like how do you maintain that? Because it's so hard. It's like we're we're so apt to forget as humans that we just devolve back into to whatever's easiest from day to day, and it's it takes a tremendous amount of effort to to always remember and to to maintain that that faith of a, a new creation. I don't know if uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm not explaining myself. But anyway, uh, that's been really interesting to me uh, as far as this lecture goes, to constantly maintain that truth um, in order to maintain the faith necessary. It, it takes time to to do all that spiritual creating and space to do that. When I get too busy with everything that I'm doing, then that slides is is what i find for myself you just have to make the time to you know mm -hmm. get it done president nelson also said a few years ago about mental you know that it takes effort and i think that for me it's the mental effort to remember through the day because i will be pleading on my knees in the morning to remember him all day and to have that be my focus as soon as I stand up laundry to be done dishes is the kid are the kids up in time you know I mean and it's regardless of what it is as soon as I even if my kids are not even here as soon as I get up off my knees it's out it's out of my brain so I it's like he said it takes effort 
And I think that's the effort is the effort is to always remember him that for me, that is pictures everywhere you go. Like I even have them at work and so far, nobody said a dang thing about it, <laughs> but cause you do, you get so wrapped up in it, but even in here in my house, places where you're always going to look, you know, like mm -hmm. on your fridge, um, in my bedroom, the first wall I see when I wake up, boom, I've got a picture of him there. Mm -hmm. I've done that. It's on my phone in my screensaver. I just keep a picture of Christ right there. Mm -hmm. um, other places in my car, right on the steering wheel. <laughs> like, so I can like try to every day do that more because you do, you have to do your work. Mm -hmm. You have to focus and do what you're supposed to do. But that's helped me a lot. I, I would add that it's it's okay that we ebb and flow. I mean, I repeat Nephi's lament weekly at least. <laughs> oh, wretched soul that I am. I mean, here he saw the vision of all. He had complete knowledge of Jesus Christ and God the Father and the whole plan of the planet. And he still slipped into temptations or foibles of the body. And so I'm just way more nice to myself you know i there's no way we can i don't know i guess i guess there is a way to be on the next level permanently but i just feel like we're in a process and the hard part is supposed to be hard and you can't just make a decision oh i'm born again today and then have it just so you know permanent forever like it it's not that easy. Right. That's the way our, our evangelical friends think it is. And it's not. It's the daily battle of what comes to your mind, what comes out your mouth. You know, what do you spend your time with? It's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be um, a quest. I love that. And I think about it all the time, too. I think, are you kidding, Shalise? Why did you say that? Look how yucky that felt when you said that. <laughs> so yeah it's a battle and it's supposed to be mm -hmm. you're in good company Cameron <laughs> yeah I think we all struggle with that but <laughs> it makes me realize like I think it is good to sometimes you know in that frustration of falling back into you know habits or those weaknesses like I I do think it's helpful to look back and go like, I don't know. I, I think we can all look back even a year or two years ago and go, okay, there is growth. Like I can see growth, you know, and, and just to, yeah, that patience in this process and, and not that we shouldn't strive for like, I don't know. I, part of me is always like, Hey, but you know, it's not like it has to take a lifetime, but but I do think there's growth that we can recognize and to and to have that. And that can help give us that faith and that hope that it will continue as, as long as we are, we you know, we keep trying to turn our minds back to Christ and repenting of when we mess up, you know. And I think we're all probably a lot more sensitive to when we do, you know, when we we're, you know, I know for me, I'm seeing my pride so much more than I ever yeah. have. 
you know, and it's, and it's, I think it's kind of this uncomfortable transition of like, of seeing it, like now that I'm aware of it, it's so yucky, but I still fall back into it. And, you know, we just want it gone instantly, but yeah, again, just that process <laughs> and, and having faith and that we know that like God is always going to receive us as we come to him in that repentance process. And even if we did the same, you know, I don't know. It's even if it feels like it's the same thing every day, I do think that we are, we are maybe imperceptibly being sanctified and changed. And anyways, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cameron, do you have quick access to that ball thing that you showed me? The one that was going straight and the one that was ascending and descending? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't even, it's not even ringing a bell. <laughs> I was just, it's been within the last week. Oh. And it's about this very thing. The one that was, the ball that was going along that was ascending oh. and descending is, it is getting there a lot faster than the one that's just going straight. Yeah, I don't know how fast I can find it, but yeah, I'll, I'll look for it here in a second. Anyway, that helped me about as much as anything. Uh, at least you're still going forward, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I and see it. it. It was actually moving a lot faster. And this is the actual movement. Oh, got of, it. Of a ball doing that. And uh, and so um, we're apparently like that. Hmm. So it's good to ascend and descend we get there faster than if we're just well, good, same... going up and down that way yeah. uh. <laughs> uh. hey do you guys what did you guys think about it's it's in minute 30 52 ish at the bottom there kind of changing the Changing the flow where he talks about the humanoids <laughs> among us. <laughs> like it's like a little Michael Rush with Avraham here. <laughs> you guys remember that part? I do. Yeah. Like that creeps me out, but I think it's true, you guys. I'm pretty sure it is. They're walking among us. Um, I didn't know what y'all thought about it. Should I read a little bit here? Yeah, I can't remember that part. Okay, so he's talking about, I wish I knew what scripture it was, but I don't. Um, Which minute marker oh, is this by? Great. Pardon me? Which minute marker is this by again? It Sorry. starts at 3052. And the scripture, I don't know which one it is. Oh, the greatness and the mercy of our God, because it's only through his mercy that we get there. Holy one of Israel, because of his holiness, he's merciful. Because of his holiness, he's also just, for he delivereth 
his saints from that awful monster, the devil and death and hell and the lake of fire and brimstone, which is endless torment. Yes, not only that, he enthrones them. Then, oh, how great the holiness of our God, for he knows all things, for there is not anything save he knows it. And he cometh into the world that he may save all men, if they will hearken into his voice. Behold, he suffereth, he suffered the pains of all men, the pains of every living creature, both men, women, and children who belong to the family of Adam. Who belongs to the family of Adam? You mean there are other species out there? It implies something. Are there humanoids and others? And if there are, who are they? And does he redeem them? And he says, actually, no, he doesn't redeem them, but they're out there. Isaiah says it. He talks about the host of heaven who also go to, go to the prison. Who are they? Well, they are coming from somewhere, but not from this earth. And he suffereth this, that the resurrection might pass upon all men, that all might stand before him at the great and judgment day. Anyway, it's right there. Mm -hmm. Got it. But I just <clears throat> thought that was pretty interesting. I hadn't seen that before in Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Isaiah is really like <laughs> so multifaceted. Uh, it takes a lot of readings to to get some of these nuances, doesn't it? So is that going to be like the lost 10 tribes? Because they might be off planet. Or is that going to be just other people from other worlds without number that are allowed? Sometimes I've read they're allowed to be here, be among us. Because they're so fascinated watching us go through this, as Phil Wright says in his book, Return from Rice at Perbia. Have you guys read that? I have, but I haven't read it. Goodness, it's so good. You guys got to read it. It's science fiction, but it's so relevant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I've read it three or four times at this point. Listen to it. <laughs> anyway, they're just fascinated with watching us go through they can't figure out how the heavens were going through this because it's so wicked and so awful that they're here among us allegedly from this is from the enoch stuff watching us and in some ways trying to help us but there are also others who are not helping us they're evil mm -hmm. creepy <laughs> yeah does anybody else have any thoughts about that I don't have any great thoughts, but my only, but just kind of what comes to mind is as far as like, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's super interesting to me, like the whole subject, but I do kind of like, okay, so who, if, if, if God, if it's something that god created right like the creation of god wouldn't they wouldn't they belong to i don't know wouldn't they belong to the family oh, of adam there's adam's on 
or maybe I don't know if Adam was I mean I know Adam is kind of like a title as well as you know we have our Adam but but then also like I don't know like it, it seems like he's implying that something you know humanoids that weren't created by God like how was would something like that occur I don't know um in the book of Enoch because the the watchers are watching us and then they come down they're not supposed to but they do they come down and then they're too tempted by Adam's daughters and then so they take them they take them and then they teach them all of their technology and all of their stuff and that's where the Canaanites come in and I don't know but I just want to be able to recognize them because he it says actually no he doesn't redeem them but they're out there Isaiah says it yeah and I I definitely yeah I don't know I definitely kind of and I'm inclined to think that they are that there are or have been those watchers or whatever um I don't know what oh where was it no it just was I think it's the I think it's the I don't know so do they not belong would they technically not belong to the family of Adam like on wherever whatever uh, world that they were created on would it have not been a similar not process yeah not our Adam not our family so maybe that's what he's maybe that's what it's talking about that I'm kind of it's trying to huh <laughs> that's so interesting and I I mean I think just like everything there's just so so much we don't understand it's so much bigger than we can even fathom you know we oh my gosh we just the way we simplify things into just childishness right of this i was watching this uh dean dean coombs presentation and he kind of was like using this imagery of like this simple like little kids puzzle versus maybe like a Rubik's cube or whatever and you know we just like yeah we think the truth is this little tiny easy kids puzzle you know there's just yeah it's so much bigger <laughs> mm -hmm. couldn't, couldn't this also be cosmism imagery as the host of heaven being the the, the stars and the planets oh yeah and not necessarily humanoids mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i hadn't put that that layer on it i i think so what does it so in that sense what would you how would you square that with like he talks about the hosts of heaven who also go to the prison i mean i know like i definitely think like hosts of heaven i think does often refer to like the heavens like the the uh celestial well, the the they were 
sent away, right? The the planets are no longer close to us. They are far away. Okay. Yeah. But do you see that as like kind of that, you know, what we see in the heavens reflecting on what and so we can take it like spiritually, you know, what are we doing? Are we are we leaving Christ? Are we are we stepping away? Right. Hmm. We we might be taking it too literally. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's very interesting. I'm gonna have to read like that whole block with that in mind. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it's like there's almost too many layers to to think about all at once. Uh but yeah, yeah. In that that kind of cosmic uh aspect onto it but are the just um for like i'm forgetting this are the you know we know like the the 10 tribes are they aren't they referred to as the hosts of heaven are they i mean it wouldn't be this host like i don't they they're they don't come like they're not going to a prison like they're they're kind of coming with uh but yeah so, in a couple places i i've seen them referred to as hosts of heaven yeah so i mean i think there are like literal hosts of heaven like right so go to 3355 it talks a little bit about this and um a little further down into it <clears throat> the skirt of his robe filling the sanctuary talking about the temple so there was a connection between where he was and the temple here on the earth. Where Isaiah saw him, he created this link for an opening between the two. The sanctuary, because it was the Holy of Holies, and that's where Isaiah saw him. Seraph stood by him overhead, each having six wings, having six wings or veils with two they could veil their presence, likely energy fields, with two conceal their location, with two fly about. They called down to another and said, most holy is Jehovah of hosts. The consummation of all the earth is his glory. This is so over my head some days. <laughs> Let's recently watch the Pickerings um, starting their revelation. Uh, come follow me because I'm a little behind. But they talked about this exactly about the temple being um, the temple in heaven. The things going on in Revelations um, is echoed down on earth. Like things are created spiritually before they are temporally. And so when I was reading this, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love when two really smart people collide. They cover the same process and it, it just deepens my understanding because they do say it differently, but it's like a, a witness, you know, a second witness. Um, but they talked about four different ways scriptures are layered and it, it's in Hebrew called pardes. And he said, the first layer is Peshet. It's simple and plain. We can take that. The second is Remez. It's hints, like chiasms, word links, peculiarities in text. Drash. Drash is the next one, where you search. You search other literature or even life itself. It's typological or allegorical. 
the application is often messianic. And then the fourth level is sod or sod, and it's the hidden secret myth mythical, such as temple ordinances, knowledge of God, gematra, things that only the spirit can really reveal to you because it's it wouldn't be found otherwise. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm like it's just making so much things fire in my brain about the temple and things. Um, Tracy talked about the prayer circle being a portal and everything being a map. Um, oh gosh, the Pickerings show the first vision in Revelations of the Lord and the 24 elders and they explain how it actually mirrors the ancient temple, which mirrors our current temple and where those 24 elders will be and the fact that it's a court of judgment and yeah, this is firing a whole bunch of stuff. I'm sorry. That's cool. I love that. Those are, yeah, I love, I love yeah, that. I'm just amazed. It's so intricate. Yes. So with the Gematria, President Nelson and his sevens in every single social media message, <laughs> he's, he's stuck on sevens. And then yesterday, the church put out a little thing. Oh, it's about the missions. There's 144 new missions so the gematria is just oh, popping right. out all over right now like <laughs> seven four and forty four hundred forty four thousand they're going to put in 144 new missions all throughout the globe mm -hmm. as soon as i seen that i was like what <laughs> like i know <laughs> when i i this is what silly popped in my head. They probably only had 143, but then they're like, okay, we have to make one more. We have to make this the right number. <laughs> well, I think President Nelson does that. His New Year's Day thing, he marveled seven times. Like, I just go looking like, okay, what word is he saying all the time and start mm. counting. <laughs> and he's like, I, it would be fun to see if he's doing it in every single talk. Oh yeah, he he definitely is. Um, you think he's doing it in every single one sevens though, because you can go way back and see. Uh -huh. So I mean, there's there's chiastic structure. There's there's right. There's that, and then like he he's he's not just doing a talk by talk. Like he's trying to thread them all together and 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 pin them all up. So I I would say for sure. But, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to to Google, you know, like that, uh, based on what we're talking about here, like the temple being a template um, kind of a thing. But like, yeah, I know you've seen it. It's kind of like a, a line drawing of the Salt Lake Temple. And it's like on the compass. It has like north, south, east, west. Like, you know what I'm talking about? I can't find yeah. it. But <laughs> anyway, like, seriously, like our temples are so intricately patterned as templates of the heavens um and i don't know sometimes we're just so used to it i guess that we we don't even pay attention to to all of the symbolism but i mean template templum uh whatever language you're um <laughs> going for like it means uh, a very specific type of 
of thing, right? It's a template of of something. And in our case of, of the heavens, I think that that's so crucial to understand. Mm. I wish I could find that thing all of a sudden, but anyway. Um, have you guys watched Nicole? Do you guys know Nicole Hansen from like Saratoga Springs area? Mm -hmm. Have you guys watched her little videos? Hers are called Patterns and Sequences on YouTube. And she goes through diagramming the temple and connecting all of this exactly. Yeah. What's her? Is she a YouTube account? Yeah, she has felt prompted to share, and she's just this young little smart, smart mommy. Super smart. Be uh, friends with Matt Jepson. Yes. Her name is Nicole Hansen. Her YouTube channel is Patterns and Sequences. And she spent a ton of time mapping out the temple, and she'll like she'll even give you a diagram. She does music and she's writing music. The Lord is inspiring her to write music. And it's just simply amazing to watch all of her videos of things that she's learning. It's just all related to this, the numbers, patterns, the music. Like the other day she was connecting all of the music that's within the scriptures, all of the the songs, the song of, it's the first one called the song of Moses. And then the song of, I don't know, I wrote them down and put them in a note. I can't remember all this stuff. The DNC song that's in there and then the one that's in Revelation. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then let's see. I wanted to also say, um, I posted this on my Facebook yesterday. It was about, let's see, who was the talk by? Um, this was about Moroni and a, a talk that was given by Elder Rudd in March, 2003. But it's talking about all the people that had seen Moroni and how he's our guardian over our United States and how he's appeared before like Columbus and all these people helping us find our promised land. But then it's also talking about how he helped find the sites of where exactly to put certain temples, like Salt Lake Temple. Manti Temple, the St. George Temple, probably Nauvoo and Kirtland. Anyway, it kind of goes through a little history of a lot of the witnesses and people who had seen him as a resurrected being. It's pretty cool. It's, um, I got it off of probably Ezra's Eagle, but it's My Life by Gogo Goff. Mm -hmm. I want to read that. It's really good. Yeah. Does he have, just a random question, does he list Mexico City in that list of temples as well? Because there's a really interesting story of how Moroni helped find the place for the Mexico City temple. 
I want to hear that a little bit. It does talk just about how Moroni is here watching over us. Mm -hmm. And then just about his, I posted it because it was talking about how he went 30 plus years completely alone going through his sanctification process. And and I was just like, you know, because I'm alone right now and it's hard, you guys. Mm -hmm. I'm like ready for Moroni and the three Nephites to come visit me. That's what I posted. Mm -hmm. How cool would that is be? the three Nephites were with him through a lot of that journey. Yeah. That that talk, if you could go read it, talks about all of that. What talk is that again? It's it's on my Facebook. If you want to just, I just posted the whole darn talk. It's um. Francis, did you change that? It's um. Let me give it to you again here. Elder Rudd, BYU Idaho devotional in March 2003. That's why I posted it because it's going to be one of those that's going to be hard to find, probably. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're just really hard to find. Mm -hmm. Except for Cameron, he can find anything like that i've got it right here in my hand i don't there it is there you go <laughs> so good i was like oh if i ever have to give a fourth of july patriotic talk i am going to totally pull this one up <laughs> yeah and like any of tim ballard's books uh talking about the the national covenant and, and things uh, right the forefront of of all of that Yes, yeah. so fast. Really good book. Oh, now I'm getting friend requests from y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your friend. <laughs> yeah, I finally found that that ball video that you were talking about, Mother. Sorry, it took me so long. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so dropping the same ball at the same incline, but one of them has dips and. Uh, oh, for goodness' sakes! Get our momentum. Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good word for it momentum all the science i am not a science girl <laughs> <laughs> i've got to become one fresh it really is true though when you go through those heartbreaking situations you come out re reborn mm -hmm. it's a rebirth every time yeah. Yeah, is, so that I can see the momentum. Is that the um, Facebook grill you just shared, Cameron? Uh huh. Yeah. Chat. So, I want to uh, show that. I put three different ones in the chat there: the uh, yeah. Elder Rudd one, the Patterns and Sequences YouTube channel, and then that Facebook one is that momentum ball thing. So I mean, like that one's about getting there in a short amount of time, right? I mean, we're talking. Uh, the length of time but an equally um i haven't seen a video on it but like uh equally physics principle of that uh in order to to get a something to this height clear up here you have to have ever increasing oh, um, dips yeah. and valleys like the the higher the ascent the the lower the descent has to be kind of a thing 
it would be interesting where, where have we heard that before i know yeah. like i'm tired of these i would things. love if like the institute could like invest in some of like videos like this to kind of show some of those principles right like okay so uh, a, a straight life versus one that has dips and 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 uh heights to it or or one that shows the uh that it's an equal but opposite uh, <laughs> type thing i think that those would be super helpful along the way as we're learning stuff well, yeah, they would be so helpful. That's why I'm worried about all the things that I'm not so swift at. You know, to match myself, but some things are just hard. Yeah. Science y stuff, physics is hard for me. And actually, I think everything they've taught us in physics is not real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a real lot of physics. Stuff that's... Yeah. The real physics pseudo way different. Right. What's another thing? Carrie gets to go. Oh, she's messaging me. Gets to go see Morgan tonight. I am so jealous. <laughs> I watch him on. He has his own channel. It's Kingdom TKGN. What it is? Let me go look. Mm -hmm. Is that it? Yeah. Kingdom. Okay, but somebody posted his video in Ezra's Eagle, which I don't know if he'd want that, but it's there. Yeah, he doesn't really love that, but <laughs> he said it right in the video. He's like, maybe I should pause this. And he's like, no, you guys won't share this video. And I'm like, ah, somebody <laughs> shared it. <laughs> Anyway, it, I don't know if it'll get taken down, but I've got it on my YouTube. Let's see if I can. What's the YouTube name? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you talking about? It's, let me go look at my YouTube because I have her pulled up. I don't think you can find her. You know how they hide them. Well, his Facebook is TKGN, so I'm guessing that's what it would be the YouTube account. Okay, so this is like a four-hour four hour deal. It's on Jennifer Karchner, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-K-A-R-T-C-H-N-E-R. -E -E and this was his May 19th, 2023, Next Level Signs of Second Coming is the name of it. So it was posted about a month ago. Somebody just posted it last night on Ezra's Eagle, I think it was. And so I found it at like 11 p.m. And then I started watching it. I think it played online. <laughs> I was up till about two watching it. It's good. Mm -hmm. but it's kind of scary, too. <laughs> Most things are. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. I didn't make it all the way to the halfway point of the lecture. Is there anything else in that? Oh, let's see. That part me, that... I got just from what we were talking about there up to thirty-three minutes. So that's not quite halfway. Other people talk. 
besides me. Well, he started quoting more Isaiah and my heart just burst. I absolutely love Isaiah. I can't even, like I get off on other tangents and I'm trying to get through the New Testament and I haven't been in Isaiah so much the last few months. And I was just like, oh, mm -hmm. I love it. Like it just, it just is it's so beautiful. Playbook. Yeah, it literally is. For our my soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of my new um personal goals that I've set is to cause I mean everything is kind of like a progression, right? So like I've spent a couple of years studying Isaiah now, but now I really want to be a, a better advocate kind of a thing. And so um knowing it well enough that I can bring it up in everyday conversation. So my challenge is yeah. to, to quote Isaiah to someone every day, um, whether blatantly or just kind of in passing or whatever, um, but to know it well enough that I can apply it to every single situation and and have that kind of quote on the tip of my tongue kind of thing. Uh, it's, a, it's a little challenging. <laughs> um, a good I one. love that. They are a rebellious people's sons who break faith. There's a good one for you. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I don't quote it like that, but it comes to my mind like that. So mm -hmm. I'm right behind you because I literally am during the day, my kids probably hate it, but I'm like, oh, Isaiah says that. Oh, Isaiah talks about that like yeah. all the time, my friends, everything. And I can't quote it, but I'm like, oh, he taught, he covers that. You should be reading it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Lisa's yeah, got a little bold for you, Cameron. I don't know if you've seen that. This just happened in the night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So it starts at minute 3835. Well, when I can I can find Isaiah quotes, I know that, but yeah, you've got them in bold. Rest, well, it's because my formatting got sloppy. I was so tired. <laughs> it's awesome. It, and it was a really long lecture, like going to 50 nice. minutes. Normally it's 30. Mm -hmm. It was just took a long time, but um Here's one, Cameron. Get out of the way. Move aside off the path. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm gonna start sending you one-liners. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that, that should be a funny thing to do on like the Isaac yeah. Facebook page or whatever. Just, <laughs> just like some, some someone random who really things. loves you. <laughs> <laughs> like your mom, but don't say that to her. <laughs> oh well, that's funny. Like one of Paul's writings was like basically shut up and mind your own business. Mm -hmm. And that went through all my friends. Is he telling us to shut up and mind our own business? I'm like, yep. Yep. <laughs> you do well, the get out of the way one when you're driving. I'll get tempted to say something snarky <laughs> to Facebook. And like I said before, I'll type it, I'll say it, but I don't send it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that, it. see, that's. That's sanctification process. It's happened to me many times. I, I type something and I think, you know, how Just what would a holy there. woman say in this situation? And I <laughs> delete it and say it in a nicer way. And I'm becoming a nicer, softer, kinder person because of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm too blunt. I've got to just. Um, I just keep having one thought come back to me before I have to go here but when we were talking about our wretched souls that keep slipping into temptation even though we want to just be permanently sanctified right now this very second um, just stay 
right now. Yeah, stay synced. <laughs> yes, and stay. Um, the thought just keeps coming, so I'm just going to share it, is that it's all through the grace of Christ. It has nothing to do with our will, or excuse me, our will, our willpower. That's it, obviously our will is the it's most our- important there. But our willpower has nothing to do with it. Like we cannot perfect ourselves. And the more I internalize that message, the more humble I become and the more um, filled with gratitude and meekness. Uh, My requests are just less and less about help me get through this. Help me do it. Help me, me, me. It's more like whatever your will is for me, allow me to have the strength to work through that. Like it just, it changes your whole paradigm to stop thinking you can be good enough because mm-hmm. you never can. It's impossible. We're already messed up. I love that, yeah. Yeah. That's... Well, I got to go. Thank you for hosting. I'm <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Gotta go through all that snow, you guys. I'm hoping. Well, I'm flying, but I'm hoping to get bumped so I can get a voucher. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see where I end up tonight. All right. Love you guys. All right. Thank we'll see you. you. Bye. Don't know how to log out. <laughs> There's you. <clears throat> I was just gonna say, and oh my goodness, now I lost it. Um. Never mind. It'll come Just, back. It, as soon as you said, I was going to say, when, when? Pull your eyes back and forth. It'll come back. <laughs> Moving back and forth. Move boop, 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 boop. EMDR. Yes. <laughs> totally. It'll come back. But it might not be till tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's how it always happens to be. Like, right as I'm falling asleep. Oh. <laughs> Where'd that go? Okay, I got it. See? <laughs> it <worked>. um, <laughs> So kind of along with what Shalise was saying um, about, I was reading yesterday in Doctrine and Covenants, and I think it was to Oliver Cowdery, I think, and then a footnote or whatever I was looking. And one thing that really stuck out to me was that Joseph Smith, um, with the translation and receiving the plates, I think it must have been somebody that posted it I don't know I don't can't tell you where it was but the Lord said when you're when your eye is completely single to my glory then the things will happen and I think okay you know that that desire that I have to have the gift of the Holy Ghost to see the Savior you know the second comforter is it for his glory? Is it for mine? Is it for my thinking life's going to be easier or that, you know, what am I waiting for? Well, I need to get to that point where it's all for him. It's all for his glory to be able to receive more intelligence, more, I don't know, effectiveness, I guess, in his work. So I just thought that was very interesting you know like what Shalice was saying is I'm I still pray for me you know mm-hmm. and it's okay to pray for myself but is it for his glory because <clears throat> then it'll come 
was it was it the post that was uh they also i i saw something similar i actually wanted to go back and read it because it felt so important for me um how they like pointing out how moroni told joseph uh smith yeah essentially wouldn't receive the place until kind of that same thing um yes it was that was that that was so yeah i, I think it was through the LDS latter-day disciples oh, they have yeah. like a yeah. yeah they have like a messenger group for their book club that they're starting and so i think it was in there it was a screenshot okay yeah I think. I that book was a great book. thought you guys know about that book club what book club did the latter-day disciples Oh, teachings of Joseph Smith. Oh, I saw. Yeah, I did. I saw something about that. They're doing the teachings of Joseph Smith. Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. it starts um, on the tenth. It's going to be on Zoom. Um, it's going to go the whole year, once a month or so. So, um, they have a million chats, and I can't keep up with it all, so I don't. But yeah. That starts, so this Thursday, is that right? Or Wednesday? Yeah. She's going to have two Zooms. Um, Wednesday and Thursday nights, I think. I can't remember. accommodate, yeah. I, I haven't put my schedule together yet, but it might be kind of good. Who knows? I, I've always just wanted to read that book, so mm -hmm. now I will be forced to read it yeah <laughs> it's the only way i can do things give myself an assignment <laughs> help <laughs> but maybe y'all see some of you friends there and if not you can just watch it on zoom record she'll record them yeah yeah i've got my other book clubs that night but you can watch them on zoom yeah because <laughs> i'm sure we're all going to be quoting that stuff <laughs> <laughs> Well, we already are. <laughs> Cameron, what book are you doing? Um, so our in-person book club is, uh, we just finished Understanding Your Endowment, and now we're going to do Completing Your Endowment. Oh, mm. I love those. Wow. Then two those over and over. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure I heard about them through you guys here, and they've just been so valuable. Yeah, amazing. Over. I know Shalise was going to, when she just took her son over to Rexburg, <laughs> she was going to play that book all the way there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Her son. Hope he could open and listen. Yeah, yeah they're amazing. I've listened to them all last summer going to the temple. That's what I'd listened to tons of times. They're amazing. Yeah. I wish I could have been in that book study. Hmm. Yeah. I bet it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. with our in-person book club i mean we were like all over the place stuff <laughs> yeah. we would like be like hey let's record this and people can because uh... sometimes it's a little too hard to do kind of a hybrid like some in-person some uh, uh on zoom kind of a thing but anyway <laughs> yeah we'll just have to miss out on a few things i guess <laughs> uh... so um Quick question. This is like totally off topic and stuff. I, not that this is like secret or anything, but I'm going to stop the recording since we're just like